0: Were you a genius student in college and your professor was secretly
1: stealing your work for a government project? Was there a strange man living in your closet, possibly stealing your underwear? If so, you've come to the right place.
0: We're doing the 1985 Val Kilmer Classic. Ooh. Real genius. I didn't say fudge. I said the word, the F-dash-dash-dash word. New Hello. intro. I like it. Yeah, sw- switched it up. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is Flick Magnet Podcast, a movie review podcast. Yep. Episode six. I'm your host, Jay. I'm Bob. And we're back to do Real Genius.
1: Real Genius, 1985. <sighs> we've, we've done a lot of 80s movies.
0: Next, The next movie is from the 21st century. <laughs> I am not going to tell you. Stay tuned to the end to see what we're going to do. Did it come out on DVD? <laughs> it's on Netflix.
1: Oh, wow. Netflix. It's from the
0: past, within the past five years.
1: I wonder if I still have Netflix. That's a good question. Well, I, you're going to need it to watch I might this might have movie. canceled it. Netflix is getting really expensive. It's like $18 or some shit now. Yeah, if you, want the, if you want the decent one. Remember when Netflix was just, here, here's a DVD in the mail? Yeah. When
0: that came out, I did that. Like I signed up for that and it sucked. They never got the DVDs I sent back, so I switched over to Blockbuster's version of that and that was flawless.
1: No problem. Same price. And then Blockbuster went. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and now there's a new show on Netflix called Blockbuster <laughs> about the last Blockbuster.
1: Is that like in Alaska or something?
0: It's not it's not about the actual last Blockbuster, but but no, that that one is in Oregon, I believe. So it's
1: come Blockbuster's the way to make it a comeback.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine? Blockbuster comes back, yeah. Hollywood Video, it all comes back. We got brick and mortar stores. Sign me up.
1: I was not a Hollywood Video fan. I thought Blockbuster was better.
0: I went to Hollywood because it was right. It was right down the street from me. So really, because
1: Blockbuster was right over there where the Buffalo Wild Wings was.
0: I guess they're about the same distance. About the same distance. Yeah, I did both. That Blockbuster was fucking dirty as shit.
1: Yeah, it was the dirtiest Blockbuster. And Hollywood
0: was cleaner.
1: I think I really didn't start going to Blockbuster till I was like away in college. We were like, "You don't, I don't have my movies. What do I do?" Mm. Oh, go to Blockbuster. Yeah.
0: So, that's that. And I'm gonna run through like six movies I've been watching. I'll tell you which one to go to go watch because they're not all good. 1408. Skip.
1: Oh, is that the one with um, uh, Samuel Jackson?
0: John, yeah, and John Cusack. Yeah,
1: I saw that in the theaters. Really, what'd you think of that? Uh it if you're expecting the shining, you're gonna be disappointed. Otherwise it it was it was had some nice shock value. It was Hollywood making a haunted house story. Pretty much.
0: With explosions and bullshit. The
1: whole idea that it was in one room was kind of I like that. But it wasn't because cool. it it goes
0: off, off the rails a little bit. But I mean check it out if you want, but after that I watched My Bloody Valentine. Did not see that. It's a it's a it's a decent slasher from the early eighties. Torn Hearts, that's new on Netflix, I believe, or Hulu. It might be on Hulu. Watch that. It follows. I just watched Run, Sweetheart Run. Didn't see that either. Watch that fucking movie. That's really good. And My Best Friend's Exorcism. Was not bad. That got good ratings. And this one, I watched it by myself and it, it got me. It got me scared. It freaked me out. The first Hell House LLC. Really? Scared the fuck out of me.
1: Nice. I have to check that out.
0: You know, the kind of scared when you're like, by yourself and you think oh what's that over there that could be somebody in the corner oh my god
1: <laughs> hide your kids hide your wife hide your husband yeah
0: but anyway we're doing real genius let's get into it all right so uh released on august 9th 1985 with a budget of 8 million it went in went on to gross almost 13 million in north america directed by martha coolidge written by neil israel and pat proft and pj kravke Starring Val Kilmer as Chris Knight. William Atherton as Professor Hathaway. Gabriel Jarrett as Mitch Taylor. Robert Prescott as Kent. And Michelle Myrink as Jordan.
1: She's uh, she's done some stuff recently. I like
0: her. It, she looks pretty good. She was good. She's cute as hell, man.
1: Yeah, and it's only like recently because she did like these movies in the 80s and then disappeared yeah. for, what, 20 years? And now it's doing stuff again, which is great. All right, cool. Welcome back. Welcome back. So let's get right into this movie. Let's do it. After some opening credits, you know, we get all the fancy credits of weapons, of weapon designs through the ages, throughout the ages, we open up in space,
0: very corny in space, very
1: corny in space. And we see what looks like a military spaceship in orbit above (laughs) the earth. Yes. After, after some techno jargon from the pilot, Mm -hmm. the spaceship fires a laser (laughs) that vaporizes a target from orbit. And all you see is a smoking hole through a lawn chair.
0: <laughs> the guy turns
1: around and he's like, oh, What's happening? I laughed. It made me laugh. It was Mario. Yeah. As the spaceship moves away, we realized that, you know, this is not an actual space mission. It's a commercial. It is a commercial. And everyone's watching this movie for a proposed weapons project called Crossbow. Yes. Crossbows with lasers. Yep. We And in this room are... Apparently, very high-ranking people within the military and yeah. secret government organizations.
0: And one of my favorite actors in the world, Ed Lauder, as Lieutenant David Decker.
1: Every, Ed Lauder. What a
0: great show! I love him, dude. He's so These good. These
1: men start having a debate about the ethics of this program, and uh, they're also complaining they need this project to be ready rather quick.
0: Yeah, but they're, they're agreeing that it's both
1: immoral and unethical. Yeah, but they don't care. Who cares? One of the men, his name is Don, he explains that everything is going to plan, but they're having a problem with a power source to project the laser. Don is then yelled at by his superiors and is told that he needs to lean on Dr. Hathaway, who is in charge of getting the laser going, and he wants it by June.
0: Uh, Don't skip over the part where the the guy says, uh,
1: I haven't had a working weapon since Korea. (laughs) Oh! Another one of these men in the, in the group, his name is George. He stands up and says he can't be part of this project anymore, yeah. and he demands a reassignment. And as soon as he leaves, uh, the leader says, we're going to have George liberated. We're going to kill him, right?
0: Right, okay. Just and by
1: liberated, joke. we mean eliminated. And then they decide they're going to go to lunch. Th- that was the whole meeting. Hey, let's watch this last uh, this video. We'll-, we'll get some lunch, and we'll watch Youngblood, because I'm at Louder and I'm the head coach in Youngblood now we have a very jarring cut to a science fair yes and entering the fair is, is young Sarah Jessica Parker is Dr. Jerry Hathaway played by said William Atherton <laughs> he is swarmed by a ton of people seeking his autograph because apparently he does a television show
0: called Everything
1: with Jerry, Dr. Hathaway yeah then we see one of the main characters wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. Uh, an old lady approaches him and says what is Einstein really like Einstein's dead, lady. Dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> his uh, his disdain for the whole yeah. normal human being is pretty funny.
0: He plays such an asshole. This man has no dick. <laughs> From Ghostbusters,
1: we go. We now we see one of the other main characters, Mitch Taylor, was this Gabriel Jarrett, explaining oh. to mm-hmm. zero success uh, his fair project to his parents,
0: who are complete buffoons.
1: They are buffoons. Dr. Hathaway approaches and explains to his parents, I was able to get your son into my college, Pacific Tech. After some back and forth with his parents, Hathaway asks if their son is adopted because yes. they're idiots. <laughs> they're fucking morons. He tells Mitch that most of the people are different from them, and they are better than this. Yes. <laughs> Hathaway explains that Mitch will be working on a special project along with his other prize student, Chris Knight. They mention that Knight is a genius, and he is brilliant. Yeah, and he's one of the most brilliant people in the country.
0: It's true. He's in the, he's in the top
1: ten. Now we cut to Chris Knight, Val Kilmer, who's on a job visit. Uh, the job he's going to take after he graduates college. Knight is dressed in sneakers, sweatpants, and a shirt that says "I love toxic waste."
0: Don't forget the including uh, the antenna,
1: alien dealy boppers on his head.
0: Dealy boppers.
1: Knight is introduced to a doctor, Doctor Dodd. Knight then comments how Dodd's latest work is a satellite. That's currently raining free yeah. all over
0: Europe. All over Europe.
1: Don asks why Chris is not wearing something, why he's wearing something on his head. And he, wants, and he remarks, he wants him to think he's not stuffy. What's here, dude? I didn't want you guys to think I was stuffy. You know, no fun. All brain, no penis. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're kind of shocked by he said that. He said, it's just a joke. Oh, you're funny. Shocked by this, he's asked if he's, if he's really Chris Knight, to which he responds, I hope so, I'm wearing his underwear. Ew. That was a terrible joke. Dude. The group laughs and expects, uh, except for Dodd, who just leaves. Yeah. Because you just insulted him. All is left is Knight and the assistant, who talk for a little bit, and she informs them she's been involved with every one of the 10 smartest guys in the nation, mm-hmm. including one who now is deceased.
0: Yeah, that would be Professor Hostetler. He was number six.
1: And he was like 90-something He's years like, old?
0: Isn't isn't he dead? She goes, he is now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty much she sleeps with everyone
0: who's yeah, smart. She says to Chris Knight that you'll be number 8.
1: God damn.
0: This I, gets super creepy.
1: Isn't that uh kind of weird? They're smart so she wants to sleep with them? Yeah.
0: She wants to bang their Litt- brains out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, now another jarring cut. We head to Mitch a who's a- who's arrived at college. And he's at a college party where he's introduced to the head of college who gives him some advice. Always I mean, never forget to check your references. Mitch heads, Mitch heads to the dorm and into his room. He looks as his bag looks in his bags and finds all his clothes are missing. The shit's gone, or is it? And then in walks a very suspicious-looking older man who walks into the closet with a bag of McDonald's.
0: The old-school McDonald's bag. I loved it.
1: Mitch goes to follow him, but the man has disappeared. Yep. Interesting. Now you got old people living in your room. It's
0: like The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe.
1: I've never actually seen that.
0: Really? Yeah. No. I mean, it was a child book.
1: Yeah, I never actually read that either. No?
0: No, it's about a wardrobe and a lion and a witch. In that order? In that order.
1: Mitch then turns around, and we see Chris Knight is doing a handstand. Yeah. He asks Mitch, uh, would he be prepared if gravity just disappeared?
0: Yeah. He's like, oh, my change keeps falling out.
1: Yeah, the only thing he can figure out is he can't keep his change in his pockets. So dumb. So his only solution is he has to be naked. Knight tells the young man that he requested Dr. Hathaway be in his room. And the reason his clothes are missing is because he put them away for him. Yeah, he's a good guy. Minus a sports jacket, which he threw away in the trash. Because they
0: wouldn't fit. (laughs) So naturally, that's what you do.
1: Now, another jarring cut. That's just what this movie does best. The cuts are not smooth. We're back with Dr. Hathaway. And he's a car with Don from earlier in the movie. And they're discussing that the project is Faldman Hyde. Don informs the doctor that the timetable is moved up, and they have to have this laser ready in four months instead of 18. Hathaway freaks out, saying he can't... You, you can't, can't rush innovation! That's right. And he uh, has been informed by Don that if the project fails, they're going to do an audit on everything that's been that's going right. on and see where the money is spent.
0: As his house is getting Mass, completely redone. Massive renovations on his This huge two-story gigantic house
1: which don replies nice house yeah it is a nice house it's a really nice house cool as hell we go back to mitch he's walking down a random hallway and into a lab
0: hey before you get there that's uh one thing because this keeps reoccurring during the movie the the goddamn dog that keeps running the great thing that keeps keeps running up to him and he obviously hates dogs
1: he hates everything yeah it's a terrible human being he
0: he says to the uh the laborers because they're looking at him he's like you're
1: laborers shouldn't you be Laboring? I actually like that line that That's line what me. you get for not having an education <laughs> This guy's such a dick <laughs> He's such an asshole So Mitch is in the lab and he's mistaken for a delivery person Before revealing to the group of students In there that he's the new guy The group is surprised As Mitch informs him he's here to look over Their work and the head of the group Ken starts to bully Mitch a little bit Kent. Kent?
0: With another word
1: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> so That's what he is Oh, you know what? It changed Ken to a combo. I don't know why it did that. Okay. And uh, that's when uh, Dr. Hathaway walks in. Hathaway informs the group that Mitch is now in charge of the project, and they all answer to him instead. And he wants to know why Chris Knight didn't show up. And the one guy kind of, like, stutters he didn't feel like it. They then have a uh, problem with the laser that they try to pin on Chris. Only for Mitch to point out that their settings aren't right. That's why the laser isn't working.
0: Yeah, he immediately fixes the problem. Yeah, the fifteen-year-old kid fixes the problem.
1: Jesus Christ, these guys are supposed to be smart. Yeah. Hathaway then yells at all the people in the group and tells Kent to duplicate all the paperwork and give it to Mitch later. He then asks Mitch if he could stop by the dry cleaners and get his clothing. Yeah. So apparently, Kent is his little uh, errant boy. Mm-hmm. We're back at the dorm again where Mitch is looking for the school library. But he enters the hallway and trips on ice. Yes. They've managed to turn the whole hallway into ice. It's now a big skating rink where all the students are having a good time. Well, most of them.
0: And uh, the stairs are now a ramp going down. So they're sledding down
1: it, Bob's sledding down And Bob sledding down it, down it is uh, another student we're introduced, Jordan. She is uh, going down the hallway in a homemade sled. And that sled goes awry and falls over to the side, <laughs> spilling her outwards. Yes. Mitch helps her up, and she starts to ramble on on how she needs to fix her sled, and then kind of runs off real quick. She needs
0: to lay off the caffeine,
1: off the coffee a little bit. Very much. She kind of introduces herself real quick, and then is gone. She leaves. Yeah. Kent arrives and asks, "What's going on here?" And Knight responds that it's ice. That's what happens when, when water uh, freezes. Water freezes. You dummy. Knight then tells us that Kent is what happens when someone gets sexually frustrated. Yes.
0: Do you have when uh, Ick uh, asks uh, Mitch if he wants a uh, cherry?
1: <laughs> that, that's what happens next.
0: And then he pulls out this gigantic granny apple-sized cherry with a huge stem.
1: <laughs> yeah. He makes
0: them himself, he says.
1: Yeah, a little genetic engineering never hurt anybody. It looks like a cherry bomb, but whatever. They have a little banter back and forth, and they just dis- they just say that eventually the ice is just going to turn to gas and dissipate. Yeah. Knight remarks he once found Kent uh, naked with Jello. Knight then starts to dance, and as he's dancing, he falls because the ice is gone. And now it, the whole room is flooded with gas, and everyone's just choking. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I hope you like the dorm because we're back at the dorm again. And Mitch is it's waking a college up, movie. Yeah, is waking up from sleeping, and we see the strange man walking to the closet and disappear again. Yep. Mitch goes to the bathroom where he's then confronted by Jordan. No shits
0: given. She walks right in. like
1: walks in. What's up? What are you doing? What's going on? She rambles on about a sweater that he made her and then says, uh, what are you doing? Pissing. Well, I'm peeing. And he says, I can't start.
0: (laughs) Get the hell out of here. She asks,
1: is it because I'm here? And he says, yeah, probably. And then she runs off.
0: Get the fuck out of here.
1: Once again, rambles on, runs off.
0: Decaf, bitch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're in the dorm kitchen now where Knight is using liquid nitrogen to make quarters to use in the vending machine. Yeah. Mitch asks uh, if he's had any strange dreams lately. And Knight asks him, is it the dream where he's a god in flowing robes with a thousand naked women screaming his name and throwing tiny Ooh, pickles at him? yeah. Uh, no, he says, uh, he's talking about the man who, uh, who goes in our closet. And then we found, find out his name is Holyfield.
0: Yes. Laszlo Holyfield.
1: Laszlo Holyfield. We'll find out more about him later in the movie.
0: Yeah, he asks he uh, he, he him, why he, why does he go in the closet? He's like, uh, for his clothes. But that's not why he goes in there. Chris says, of course not. He's twice your size. Your clothes wouldn't fit him.
1: <laughs> now it's our classic 80s montage time.
0: That's a thing in this movie.
1: We have Mitch in various different classes in between moments of working on the laser project. We see Holyfield come out of the closet and then out of the dorm door. Oh, and when Mitch follows him, he's interrupted by Jordan with an invention that turns pages on a book automatically. Why don't we have that now? I thought I saw a teacher in there. Oh, it's, we're getting to that. Oh, okay. We're getting to that. We then have Mitch going back to class, going to classes. And each time he goes to class, it's different. First, there's a teacher, and all the students oh, are there. okay. Then we go into the class again.
0: With the boom boxes. And
1: the, st- and the students, most of the students are gone, and they've just got a recording device. And then later on, he goes in there. Okay. and the teacher is dictating out of a tape deck, and all the students are there recording with the speaker. Well we, done. We also have scenes of Ken trying to run over Mitch with his car. Guy's a dick. Kent mm-hmm. is such a dick.
0: Kent is a... C-
1: c- c- and then we have other scenes where he's using the laser, trying to burn holes in the target, and not having a lot of success. Kent is a c- yeah. <laughs> We're back at the dorm once again after our montage, and Mitch goes in the closet, and he finds a secret ride. It, he, he finds the sign that says, this is it. <laughs> and it's a ride into the steam tunnels that are under the school. It's like a miner's cart, if you will. It's pretty inventive. Right? Uh, at the end of the ride, we fire the lair of Holyfield, and Mitch is spying on him, and Holyfield is working on a project, and it's doing little punch cards hmm. and we don't know why it's
0: very interesting
1: but now we get another cut as we head to professor hathaway's house yes where Knight is waiting for him hathaway asks if Knight still runs where Knight replies only one am chased
0: and he asks him what's that smell
1: yes he says he's got popcorn he hates popcorn hates popcorn. <laughs> leave it outside <laughs> hmm
0: we'll get back to that who
1: hates popcorn seriously, seriously. popcorn
0: rules especially movie theater popcorn is the best
1: They head into uh, Hathaway's house and into his study where he informs Knight he wants the laser running by mid-May. Chris tries to inform the professor that, well, I'm graduating. I won't be here in May. Mm -hmm. Hathaway informs him that you need my class to graduate. And he won't graduate unless the laser is ready.
0: And he also says that he wants to see more of Chris in the lab, to which Chris says, okay, fine. I'll gain weight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fucking these fucking jokes in this movie, so stupid.
1: So now we go to the lab where Chris and Mitch fire up the laser, and but there's a problem. The beam goes into a splitting device, and it shoots all across the campus.
0: Yeah, and onto a building.
1: Onto a building, and it says tanning invitational.
0: It's a party. Yeah, it's a beach party inside a building in
1: in a, like a music hall. If you will. So they go inside, and and it's filled with girls from the local beauty college. Mm. So they're having
0: a nice party. Yeah, and the, orchest- the orchestra pit has like a liner on it, and they're filling it up with, with water. They made it a pool. And they got these elaborate uh, slides and
1: shit. Pretty awesome. And there's some decent looking women in this shot.
0: There's some uh, tiggle bitties. biddies.
1: Oh, yeah. It's the 80s, folks. They don't care what you think.
0: And you know those bushes were huge.
1: <laughs> Good old 80s bush. But speaking of that pool, quote unquote, there's like
0: two feet of water in there. And everyone's jumping in from like eight feet up doing cannonballs.
1: It's the 80s. Nobody cared. Let's all get paralyzed. Look, we didn't start caring about getting hurt in the pools and stuff until like the 90s. And Did, did you say the name of the school? The beauty school? No, what is the name it's of the school? It's the Wanda Trustler School of Beauty. Very nice. Thank you. So, while they're having the party, Kent catches on. He's spying on them. He's a little fucking bitch. And he runs off to inform Dr. Hathaway about the party.
0: Oh, you're skipping over something. Very cool.
1: Go ahead. Explain it to us.
0: Chris, uh, he sees a girl about about to take a bite of a hamburger. Chris grabs the burger and says, don't eat that. Don't you know that eating that stuff can give you very large breasts? Oh, my God. I'm too late.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That one was pretty good. So hathaway is uh trying to film his television show yes and instead he takes off with kent and he shows up at the party and chews out both chris and mitch that they should be working on the laser instead of partying yeah what come on man it's college i want to punch kent in his stupid face well after this mitch has a breakdown he calls home in a frantic state. He's losing his mind because of everything that's happened. Well, he's making this phone call to his parents. Kent and the other two members of his group secretly record his call home. And it's not a nice call. He's crying. He wants to go home. He finds out his parents sold his room to somebody else, and there's somebody living in it. Yeah, It's it's not good.
0: Uh, going back real quick before uh, they left the, uh, the party, uh, when Hathaway's leaving, somebody says, Hey, Dr. Hathaway. He goes, What? And the guy says, are you wearing makeup? <laughs> <laughs> and also Jordan calls herself a, uh, she says she's 19 and I'm a brilliant hyperkinetic girl, I guess. So hyperkinetic. Go sorry. Hyperkinetic? That's, that's what she calls herself.
1: Lay off the coffee and the crack in. Crack crack crack. Yeah. Well, the next day at lunch, that phone call was played over the loudspeaker and yeah. it embarrasses Mitch in front of the whole school. Sure does. Mitch frantically runs to the dorm, and he starts packing his bags. That's when Mitch and Chris have a heart-to-heart talk. They talk about each other and how they are the same, and Chris did everything that his roommate is doing now. He worked hard, and he started to burn himself out, but that is until he saw Laszlo Holyfield. Chris tells a story on how Laszlo was the smartest kid on campus back in the 70s until he cracked when he found out that everything he was inventing was being used to hurt people. Hmm. He tells Mitch if he doesn't change his ways, he's going to end up like Laszlo living in steam tunnels underneath the school. Okay. He convinces Mitch to stay and says the first thing they have to do is get even with Kent because it's a moral imperative.
0: I love that, that term.
1: That, yeah, I use it a lot. Moral. It's imperative. a moral imperative.
0: Mitch smiles and he agrees.
1: So they hatch a plan. While Kent is off doing other things, they manage to disassemble Kent's car and then reassemble it inside his locker room, inside his dorm room. Later that night, Chris heads back to Hathaway's house where he meets this young woman, Susan Decker. Out of the office comes a man earlier we've seen in the film, in the big meeting. His name is Don Holloway and David Decker. Decker informs uh, Holloway, if the job isn't done soon, they're moving the project to somebody else. And before the group departs, Chris asks Susan if he could do anything for her. More importantly. More importantly to to her. her. And she has this response. Can you hammer a six-inch spike through
0: a board with your penis? Not right now. (laughs) A girl's got to have her standards.
1: (laughs) Not right now, but give me a little bit of time and maybe we can talk then. Hathaway and Chris Enter uh, Jerry's office, and Hathaway informs Chris he's no longer any use to him. I'm done with you. Yeah. You're not going to graduate, and that job I promised you, eh, it's not yours anymore. We haven't found this out yet, but we will find out. He promised it to Kent instead. Kent. Well, we go back to the dorm, and they're on the outside, and Chris is dejected. He's just doing that classic 80s stare-off in the distance. Mm. And he informs Mitch that Hathaway's going to flunk him out of school, and I think I'm going to leave. But Mitch convinced him to stay, be only if just to see a giant laser fire.
0: Right. At least once.
1: Also, he has to get even with Hathaway, because it's, it's a, a moral, moral imperative. imperative. <laughs> well done. I hope you like montages, because we're, back to, we're another, back to another montage. Another montage. <laughs> Gonna need a montage. Yeah. Even Rocky had a montage. montage. The group working on the laser, Chris going to class, and lots of studying. At one point during the montage, a student cracks and screams running down the hallway. But during this montage, it seems like they're making progress on the laser. After the montage, the duo are still up doing work when Laszlo appears. Laszlo actually talks. He informs that he's been watching them the whole time. He tells Chris that he wants to help him and has broken into the computer system to find every question that Hathaway has asked on his final exam. Laszlo is holding a giant box a carnation box it's filled with envelopes
0: yeah manila envelopes
1: and uh, Chris asks if what he's holding is the questions where he he responds no these are entrants to the Frito-Lay prize contest yeah the
0: sweepstakes if you will
1: that's what he's been doing in the basement the whole time he's been making entries to the uh, contest he informs them that he's entered one million four hundred sixty thousand times and should win 32.6 of the prizes including the car
0: it's 1,650,000. You left off a couple.
1: Whoa, I thousand, left off. Chris asks again where the questions to where Lazo informs him that he memorized them all.
0: Mitch and Chris just look at each other like, what the hell?
1: Well, you're he supposed to be smart. He's number one. He was number one back in the 70s. Mitch uh, gets up to go to sleep and after he leaves, Lazo tells Chris he's a pretty smart kid. He's going to grow five inches within yeah. the next year. Lazlo yeah,
0: Laszlo uh, says to Mitch, uh, you, do you want to borrow my PJs? He's like, <laughs> no. Weirdo, I don't.
1: Now, this is the uh, kind of a weird scene in this movie. I think you'll agree. Back in the dorm room oh, yeah. in the dark, there's a woman waiting for Mitch. And that woman is the assistant from the beginning of the movie. Sherry. And uh, she's waited for him to be old enough to make a move on him.
0: Hang on. I'm going to take this one. Go ahead. If you don't mind. Go for it. Sherry's there waiting for him. You know, Sherry, that likes to to bang the smartest minds in the world from the beginning.
1: Bang the brains out.
0: She says that she's been waiting for him for three years. Mitch says, for what? She says, for this. And she passionately kisses him. He's 15. Yeah. She's been waiting for him since he was 12. That is disturbing. What the fuck?
1: It's the 80s. You fucking weirdo. (laughs) God damn it. So... Basically, he kisses her, and then, it, and then it goes to Mitch going into Jordan's room. Yes. And she's sanding the floors. She's sanding the floors in the middle of the night. What the fuck? Come on. Mitch tells Jordan that there was a woman, woman in his room looking to score with him, but he couldn't do it because all he could think about was doing it with her instead.
0: Yeah. He, it's a very he, odd transition he says here. There was an adult woman there, and she wanted to, and Jordan goes, What? Jump you? He says, Yeah. And Jordan gets upset. Mitch says he wanted to, and Jordan's face just goes, it just melts. Very despondent. And he's like, but not with her. And he's
1: like. Yeah. And so obviously they have sex because this is off screen because this is the 80s, right? And she's 19 and he's 15. It was the 80s. We then have a quick scene where uh, Dr. Hathaway is arguing uh, about the laser, and he's arguing with a... with Don again and he's telling him you know Decker's dangerous if you don't do something about this he's gonna get you yeah and then we go back to the lab where Chris is working on the laser Mm -hmm. Chris and the other members of the group leave because they're gonna have Hathaway's final exam exactly but Kent stays behind hmm while everyone is gone Kent takes oil and rubs it on a part of the laser site and then he leaves now we're in another montage that's number three folks And this montage, I labeled in my notes, intense test taking. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Knight appears to be breezing through this test while all the others are struggling. He's got all the answers. He finishes first, well before anyone else. And while handing his test, he hands a note. And in that note, it says, I aced this. But before that, Bob, let me interject real quick.
0: Kent says to Chris, good luck, buddy boy. Chris then says, quote, can I name my first kid after you? Dipshit night has a nice ring to it.
1: <laughs> Forgot about that. That's good. He then hands Hathaway an apple, puts yes. it on his desk. This is good too. Hathaway grabs the apple, throws it into the trash, but not too long after, the apple explodes.
0: Okay. Now, <laughs> what if he went to take a bite? Is he dead? Is this is his face blown off?
1: Well, this movie would have ended rather quickly at that it point.
0: And it would have been a different kind of movie.
1: It would have <laughs> been <laughs>
0: a, murder- a, a horror
1: movie? <laughs> Especially if he had half his face blow, blowed off, like Two-Face. So he's got one melted Ooh, face. And he's off. got a coin. Bing. Are you going to get the job, buddy? Is he going <laughs> to pass the test? Let's find out. Chris nice. returns to the lab, and he fires up the laser. But what he he fails to notice the oily residue left over from Kent, and the laser just melts itself, destroys itself. Yeah. Not good. Not good. He flips out. Chris responded, uh, despondent, excuse me, returns to the dorm, where Kent comes in and gives him his condolences on the destruction of the laser. Yes.
0: He's like, how did you know?
1: Yeah. You motherfucker. Not that I know that I did, but if it did... Son of a bitch. Knight realizes what Kent has done, and he also knows he has no way of proving it because the laser melted down. Right. He then throws a punch, like that mm. sound we just heard, Yeah, knocking over the freezer. He then realizes, as that frozen tube comes falling out, that...
0: The frozen tube from the freezer?
1: Frozen tube from the freezer. Go figure! Go figure. He has an epiphany that ice is nice, and freezing chemicals as part That's of the right. laser will be able to increase his power. Chris goes to Hathaway's house in the middle of the night. He goes searching for Mitch first. Doesn't find him. No, he he's, does not know where he is, but... It's okay. He it's goes okay. to Hathaway's house, That's and great. it's the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, man? It's the middle of the night. What's Hathaway doing? He uh, he, he starts doing? to have a quick argument with Hathaway when Susan comes walking down the stairs, half dressed.
0: That's uh, the uh, the six inch. Uh, yep,
1: yeah. He informs the doctor he solved the power problem,
0: and his face goes from like misery to like oh, what? What? Oh my god!
1: Hathaway tells Susan to take a cab and Chris uh, tells her that they will hammer later.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I missed that. That's funny.
1: (laughs) Back at the lab, Chris explains that he's coming with a solution. They will use a chemical laser in solid form, frozen instead of a gaseous state. They They fire the laser and it's a success. It destroys the target setup, and it continues through the window to the outdoors, through the quad. Hathaway is ecstatic. He informs Chris he graduates, and that job is yours again. How nobody got killed yeah.
0: is beyond me.
1: Well, nobody stood in front of the target. It's the 80s. Obviously, everyone it, knew it was it, coming. When it, it left the campus. <laughs> it, it put a hole in some restaurant sign. We're getting to that one. <laughs> Kent protests because he was promised a job instead and even brings out a giant mirror he was working on as part of a tracking system that was his project. But Hathaway just ignores him. And kind of just stumbles out of there in, a, in an ecstatic state. He's happy. Would you say this about Kent?
0: You can't handle the truth! Pretty much. Yeah, sorry Kent, you're out.
1: Well, our main four heroes followed the destruction from the laser. Through a uh, statue's face. <laughs> Through a tree. And all the way to a bar called Purgatory. Nice. While well, they go inside and they start to celebrate. Because on the sign it says they got the best burgers in town. Must be true. So let's go get a burger. While they're celebrating, Lazlo appears, which is very strange because he left the campus. Lazlo tells him he's suspicious about the possible uses for this laser.
0: I- I've been thinking about your laser solution. Oh, good. I, I figure you- you've increased the power output to six megawatts? Yeah, about that. Well, what would you use that for? Making enormous Swiss cheese? <laughs> oh, the applications are unlimited. No. With the fuel you've come up with, the beam would last for, what, 15 seconds? Well, what good is that? Oh, Laszlo, that good point. doesn't matter. I respect you, but I graduated.
1: Yeah, let the engineers figure out a use for it. That's not our concern.
0: Maybe somebody already has a use for it, one for which it is
1: specifically designed. You mean Dr. Hathaway had something in mind all along? Look at the facts. Thanks, Jordan. Very high power, portable, limited firing time, unlimited range. All you need is a tracking system and a a large spinning mirror, and you could vaporize a human target from space. This is not good. That's an understatement, buddy. (laughs) Yes. Well, they realize Lazo is right, and they quickly head back to the lab, and all the equipment is gone. It's already been removed by Hathaway. He took the
0: laser and left.
1: The group is dejected about what happened, but Lazo keeps them on task, telling them that they have to figure out what's going on. They then realize there's only one person who's going to know besides Hathaway. Who would that be? That would it, be Kent. So they devise so a plan and they pump a noxious gas that knocks Kent out into his dorm room.
0: Yeah, and when they're doing this, they're wearing these big gas masks and uh, somebody walks by. He and just, he's like, what The fuck? He probably walking. realizes
1: <laughs> Kent's room and's like, Whatever, we don't like that. Guy. College life. Yeah. Am I right? Jordan. Then explains to us that he's using, she's using Kent's braces as an antenna, and she installs his small radio transmitter. It's not that small. Yeah. <laughs> and installs it into his braces so they can use that to talk to him. It's like half an inch. Yeah. <laughs> it's 80s. It's the 80s. Everything's bigger. This is going to allow Mitch to use a shortwave radio to talk to Kent. He then pretends he's Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And this is what we got from that. Okay, who is this? This is Jesus, Kent. And you've been a very... Naughty boy. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Who is this? Cut the crap, Kent. You've built a weapon. What? What do you think? A secret phase conjugate... Tracking system is (laughs) for. A big mirror makes a big beam. I guess it could be. Where's the laser now? I I overheard Jerry mention something about a, a test. On the
0: 27th, but I I don't know where it's classified.
1: What? Oh, uh, nothing. I want you to think about what you've done, Kent. And from now on... Stop playing with yourself. (laughs) Stop jerking off, Kent. Where he says, it is God. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) The group starts going into fact-finding mode. They want to know where Hathaway's got this weapon. Well, so they decide to tail Hathaway as he leaves his house, and they tail him all the way out to the desert to uh, March Air Force Base. They return to Hathaway's house later that night, and they break into it, and they bring some mysterious boxes, and on the outside, Chris sets a laser prism in front of a very expensive-looking stained glass. Mm -hmm. Hathaway's been spending a lot of money on this house.
0: Yes, he's been committing lots of fraud.
1: How would you like to put stained glass in your house? It seems very strange. I would love it. It'd be nice. Yeah, but I want to have like something cool up there.
0: Hell yeah. I'm thinking like... Excalibur pulls the sword out of the stone, then impales a head, and the blood drips down the sword onto my armor.
1: Actually, I was thinking about like the DeLorean flying through the sky with the clock tower in the back. Or
0: Elliot with his bike and E.T. in the basket.
1: E.T. Home home phone.
0: Phone home. Home phone.
1: Home phone. <laughs> so. Bob's dyslexic. We go back into the steam tunnels tunnels where Laszlo is breaking into the military's computer system, committing a whole bunch of, you know, yeah. crimes. Jordan, Federal offenses? Yes. Those. Jordan presents Chris and Mitch with IDs to get on the military base. And they said, there's a problem with this ID. This looks nothing like me. They had each other's IDs in their yeah. hand. Wah, wah. Nice jokes. They, the pair then steals Kent's car, and they go to the military base. They get past the first gate with no problem.
0: Yep. He's like, hey, yeah, yeah, show them their, your IDs,
1: yeah. guys. But they're stopped at the second. They get questioned about what they're doing there, but they manage to eventually talk their way out of it.
0: Yes. And the second they get through, the one guard gets a phone call. Hey,
1: oh, by the way, anything suspicious... Call us. And the guy's like, yeah, suspicious. He's right. Like, huh. Okay. What that hasn't happened. The two manage to sneak on to a B-1 bomber where the laser's being prepared. And with help from the other group in the steam tunnels, they are trying to attempt to reprogram the laser's targeting system. We then go into a military trainer trailer where Hathaway is having a discussion with the people in charge. The general shows up, mm. says it's time for final inspection. So they leave, and they're off to the bomber to go inspect the laser system one last time.
0: While they're still in there.
1: While they're still in there. Back in the steam tunnels, Lazo reprograms the targeting system, and uh, it's done. They're getting ready to leave. So as they're leaving the plane, Hathaway is approaching. They decide to run off and hide inside the B-1 bomber. Yeah. Where where are you going to hide in a bomber?
0: Anywhere you can.
1: So Hathaway... Is inspecting the laser system. He's inspecting the target system, and he finds a chip. The chip that's been switched during the reprogramming. And he's trying to like put it back, but
0: there's nowhere to put it
1: back. But before he can even figure out where it goes, he's interrupted by Don, and he says, "Is everything all right?" And Jerry's like, "Yeah, it's, everything's okay. Everything's fine. And we should Why? just and we should just leave. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here, sir. Obviously, there's no problem here." So as the group departs, we find that Mitch and uh, Chris have hidden in the bomb bay, and they sneak out behind them. I don't know how they don't notice that. I know. Come on, guys. Playing Jesus again, because we go to the next morning, Mitch tells Kent you were to go to Hathaway's house and wait outside at 7.08 in the morning. That's 6.39 Ivy Crest Drive, precisely. You are not allowed to go inside. You have to wait outside. Then we have Chris, Jordan, and Mitch... They head to Hathaway's home, and we see the, and we have another cut of the bomber taking off for the test.
0: Wait, the other reason they get Kent to go there, they say, you know, Jesus' dad, God, <laughs> wants to show you something, but do not go inside.
1: Yeah. They arrive, and they're assumed uh, uh, joined by the dean of the school, the guy who gave the bad advice in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And a congressman, random, a random congressman. Yep. Now the test is underway, and Hathaway explains how everything's going to work. The B one's going to head for the target, slow and slowly, lasers the lowers the laser array down.
0: Don't forget about the dean's
1: uh, his attire. Yes, they they have him and Chris Knight have matching bunny slippers. Yes, it's important. Not really. This 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 has a lot of janky cuts at the end here, because now we're back at the house, and Chris explains to the congressman and the dean everything that's been going on, and the congressman says he's disturbed, but he requires proof. That, you know, we can't just do anything without proof. He goes... Makes sense. You'll have your proof. Just duck. We see Kent walk up, and he begins waiting outside. But before too long, Kent ignores Jesus' warning and enters the house. (laughs) Yes.
0: He doesn't care anymore.
1: As he's entering, the group is screaming, don't go in there. But he goes in there anyway. And inside, he discovers what looks like a giant jiffy pop. Yeah. (laughs) And yells for God, well, let me have it. That's right. We go back to the laser test, and the laser fires. And God lets them have yeah. it. And if you notice, the target that they were trying to hit looked like the JFK motorcade. Yes, that was on purpose. But it misses. They don't know where the laser is gone. Well, guess so what? It didn't go back into the left? The laser <laughs> hits Hathaway's home. It hits the prison, that prism that uh, Chris left outside and ignites the giant jiffy pop inside. The heat from the laser causes the popcorn to pop and flood the entire house with it. We then start seeing evidence from the outside that popcorn starts popping out the window. Yes, it's and then starts pouring all out of the house, destroying the house, knocking it off the foundation, ripping ripping the roof up so popcorn pours out. The deck comes flying off. The whole
0: house like goes forward a little bit. Oh
1: yeah, and then. The front door swings open, and Kent rides a giant wave of popcorn out of the house. He's having a blast. He's laughing. Yeah, he's having a great time. He's having a great old time. Back at the trailer, Hathaway is frantically trying to figure out what happened. They tell him the laser is fired, but right now it's not shutting down, and the laser system self-destructs along with the targeting system. Beautiful. Hathaway eventually figures out where the shot went, and a camera shows on his house, and, it's expl- and he sees it's now exploding yeah. with popcorn. That's awesome. We go back to the house, and the group is celebrating, and Laszlo pulls up in a Winnebago with a trailer full of several prizes. Yeah. They're shocked that Laszlo has left the steam vents and tells him that that's because he's getting married. And guess who he's married to? Sherry the assistant. Yeah, he won 31.8% of those prizes. That comes out next. That's right. He tells him that he only won 31% of the prizes, and he's going to have to figure out what happened. And yeah, he's going to marry Sherry, the assistant. She's been looking for him for a long time. He was number one.
0: Yes, yeah, for ten years. For
1: ten years. Ten years. So for ten years, she's been trying to find this guy to have sex with him.
0: But in the meantime, she's been uh, banging uh, teenagers
1: and Chris and uh, trying to bang a fifteen-year-old girl yeah. and she's, a dead guy.
0: I'd, she's hot as hell. Oh I'd yeah, banger.
1: They find out that he's moving what out to Montana, Wyoming. Wyoming that he's getting out of here because this place is getting a little bit too weird it's getting a little weird guys the group celebrates as Tears for Fears slowly plays in the background and we get a lot of slow-mo shots of kids playing in popcorn toxic popcorn toxic popcorn everyone is loving on each other it starts it's a beautiful thing so great and then it fades to black but But then the credits start to roll yeah and we see Hathaway arriving to his house in his car he sees his house is completely destroyed and it's a total shock and the dog which throughout the film is <laughs> his antagonist. Yelled at, arrives next to him and he says nothing as the fa- as the film fades to black once he's, again he's got a like a,
0: a handkerchief over his face cause yeah, cause you can the smell. popcorn <laughs> oh what a fucking movie <laughs>
1: I hear this song every day at my job. Yeah? They play it over the radio. You guys have that Muzak? I get, I have no idea. It just plays random stuff. Uh, but yeah, this is one of the songs that plays every day. All right. All right. That's real genius. That's real genius.
0: Want to do some reviews? Let's go into the reviews. Or do you want to do trivia? i got some trivia.
1: Why don't we uh, do the trivia next? Let's go to the trivia right now. Let's hear what you got.
0: Sorry, you said trivia?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Whatever. All right. uh, My first piece. When Laszlo Holyfield sends in a large number of entries to the Frito-Lay contest, he's mirroring the actions of Caltech students Steve Klein, Dave Novikov, and Barry Megdahl. Who, in 1974 used a similar strategy to win mcdonald's's sweepstakes the entries came to roughly one-fifth of the total entries and won them a station wagon three thousand dollars cash and fifteen hundred dollars in food gift certificates and one hell of a model american
1: (laughs) in 2010 william atherton told the av club that the popcorn used in the final scenes was treated with a flame-retardant chemical And so the crew went to great lengths to guard it against being eaten by birds, which would have died from the contamination. Birds! Atherton also said that even with a machine in the studio dedicated to doing nothing but popping the popcorn, it took three months to pop all the popcorn. Yeah,
0: three months. That's insane. Uh, A scene where Chris floats outside his classroom suspended in a lounge chair attached to several balloons appeared in the preview version, but not in the release of this movie.
1: Yeah, in the DVD, they actually have the... It's got to be somewhere. Yeah, they have what do you, they have all that scene. It didn't need to be in the movie.
0: Not in my DVD. My DVD's ghetto. Really? Yeah, it didn't have it. You
1: didn't buy the one off of Amazon?
0: It's this one right here.
1: Okay, I bought the one on Amazon that was a right. DVD copy and a Blu-ray copy.
0: No, we skipped. We skipped the uh, what's on the box.
1: Yeah, we can read that uh, before the reviews. Um the math professor that was doing the taped lecture. He's actually portrayed uh, by Dr. Martin Gundersen. Guntherson, Gunther, Gunther. Gunderson, who was the actual physics professor at the University of Southern California.
0: Oh.
1: Also, uh, when Chris, uh, Chris and Mitch enter the plane, they're, they're speaking coordinates in the background. Latitude, 65 degrees, 19 minutes. Longitude, 14 degrees, nine minutes. These are coordinates that lie in Russia just below the Arctic Circle near the White Sea, which is a key Soviet, now Russian, uh, naval base, a submarine base. So that was one of the possible targets for the laser.
0: Ooh. It was the 80s. Uh, This is my last one. With one notable exception, the antics in the film are based on stunts pulled off in higher educational institutions such as England's Cambridge University, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and Caltech, the California Institute of Technology. For example, the appearance in a student bedroom of an automobile with its motor still running is based on an actual incident, as was the state-of-the-art seminar in which a tape recorder delivers a, quote, lecture to a room full of recording machines. The event dubbed, quote, smart people on ice, featuring the, conver- the conversion of a Pacific tech dorm to a winter carnival, complete with a skating rink and bobsled. By laying down a carpet of frozen volatile gas is similar to a prank stage annually at Caltech. There, the students take it even further using a circular stairway as a bobsled run, then white water rafting through the dormitory corridors when the ice melts.
1: That sounds fun as hell. Right? And I did mention this earlier, but in a scene where the military sets up for the Lager test fire, the cars in procession on the dirt road are set up to replicate the JFK assassination. Yeah. Good job, guys. You know, that that was, uh, what, 20 years after that happened?
0: When was that? Uh, that was the 60s. 64? 64.
1: This was 85. So, yeah, 21 years. No one said too soon? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. I
1: imagine pe- people in the theater saw that and were horrified. Yeah. It's like making, like, a... Uh, a 9-11 yeah. Uh, reference? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because... We're two years out from that. It's about the same time. About the same time period. Hey, yeah, hey, uh, you're not for nothing. Those towers they fell like a uh, a stack like a card a house of made of cards. <laughs> like a wind blew I don't know. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wind blew blowing just like this
1: joke did. Well that's trivia. And let's move right into reviews. It's the same music. Isn't no, it's it? not. Oh it's not. Like your tongue. I could go some from popcorn right now. Right. I love popcorn. Fucking a. You see the deal at the movie theater? You walk in there and give them like twenty bucks, and they give you like a five-pound bag of popcorn.
0: Did you see the deal at the, at the movie theater where you, you walk in and they rape you?
1: Oh yeah. That's what happens to me when
0: I go. I don't know what what happens to you. I
1: don't go to the movies. I go often. I just wait till it comes out on streaming.
0: The last movie I saw was Smile.
1: How was it? I wasn't. I like it. it.
0: Fucking creeped me out, man.
1: Oh yeah, I did see some of that.
0: The score. Had my
1: nerves jumping off my body. Then it was well done because the movie music makes everything. Uh, watch, watch it. It's good. I'll have to watch it by myself because nobody in my family. I'll go will watch you. horror movies. Really? I'm yeah. buying.
0: I'm, I'm buying the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray when it comes out. Yeah,
1: Lauren hates them. I mean, I made her watch Friday the 13th for our last podcast, but Friday the 13th is, is not scary in my opinion.
0: Yeah. It's just enjoyable. I just realized I don't have any reviews because all the reviews were positive reviews, and I don't want to just gush on about this movie.
1: That's easy, because I've got it all.
0: Nice. Take it away,
1: Robert Kelly! This movie gets a 76% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an audience score of 83%. And IMDb gives it a 6.9 out of 10. Let's start with our positive reviews from the critics. James Sanford of the Kalamazoo Gazette. Great fun and full of 1980s relics. The now antiquated computers to the box of Donkey Kong cereal to the final set of Tears for Fears.
0: Donkey Kong cereal? Donkey Kong
1: cereal was in, in the background in the uh, kitchen scene. Oh my god. Here's your favorite Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun Times. Real Genius contains many pleasures, but one of its best is its conviction that the American campus contains life as we know it. <laughs> okay. We got one user review that's positive. Despite its cliches, Real Genius is an enjoyable 80s high school. Wrong, it's a college, college dumbass comedy with charismatic performance by Val Kilmer. Negative reviews, starting with the critics. Jane Maslin of the New York Times. What the film needs instead of the familiar teen movie trappings is a cleverness and intricacy to match that it's to match its characters. For the most part, these are qualities it lacks. And Steve Warren, Warren of the Bay Area Reporter, real genius is real dumb. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and then we got one user review That's right I don't remember a thing about this movie, sorry <laughs>
0: <clears throat> That was me, man Going right into this movie I knew I, I knew the popcorn scene But I didn't know anything else about this I saw it back in the 80s At some point, I don't know when or where You know, so
1: whatever Alright, let's go into uh, Into our ratings Alright, it's time for our reviews And I know where I stand But let's hear Jay first Alright, I went into this very negatively,
0: I was expecting to absolutely fucking hate this movie, and what happened was close to that, (laughs) I liked Val Kilmer's performance, not all of it, some of the stuff was too hokey for me, and I like dry humor, so that's saying something, the story is fine. I like Ed Lauder, so that helped it for me. Big fan of Ed Louder. I did laugh a few times. I like the chicks were good. Uh, Mitch looked like Sarah Jessica Parker, so that made me laugh. So She looks me. like a foot. <laughs> she walks into a bar and the bartender, bartender says, hey, why the long face? <laughs> you want a drink? Nay. But my score for this is It's uh, it's an average movie I'm not going to watch it again And I wouldn't have watched it if it wasn't for this show So I'm, It's 5 It's a 5 out of 10?
1: It's 5 So um, I like this movie Is it a great movie? Not even close No it's not a great movie Is it a bad movie? It's not bad It's not bad That's why I give this movie a 6.9 It's right down the middle It's right down the middle I enjoy it I'll watch it I'll watch it again it's an average movie. I kinda of watch it for nostalgia. It's a movie my dad showed me when he was alive. I would rather
0: watch Top Secret over this.
1: I've never seen Top Secret.
0: And Top Secret was the year before Val Kilmer's first movie. Very funny. It's very Monty Python like, which is my cup of tea.
1: You know, um, Val Kilmer is the big star in this movie, along with William Atherton. Yeah. You'll see them in other movies. The restless cast, you don't really see them.
0: Uh, Mitch has been in some stuff. yeah, I don't know what n- though
1: yeah, not not anything that made this level. And I think Sherry
0: was in Valley Girl, which also Martha Coolidge directed.
1: Yeah, she was in a couple of 80s movies and then she's been in more racist stuff as a as a grown woman and
0: I liked uh, Valley girl. Yeah, I saw that as a kid and you know gave me
1: uh, feelings so yeah. I like the the story is good. There's too many different cuts. I think it got a little yeah. I got it got a little sloppy.
0: Like when Mitch was in bed sleeping. Like what what happened from the last scene to that? Why is he in bed all of a sudden?
1: Why were he in the dorm and then we're in a car? Or, we're here, we're yeah, there. Yeah, like that. The, the cuts were too like too It's hard. okay. It's cool. If, yeah. It's a hard cut. Too hard. Why are you going from here to all right, now we're outside of town. Now we're here. Now we're here. It was kind of unnecessary. It kind of like broke the story up too much. Agrees. Um, like I said, I did, the uh, this it was good. I liked it. It's like I said, it was a six nine. Uh, it's this, yeah. It's an a- it's an average movie. It's something I'll probably watch again. It's more like one of those movies that if it's on in the middle of the night and there's nothing else on TV, I'll watch it. I'm not going to fire up the Blu-ray, but I'll, I'll watch it if it's on TV.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to fault anybody for watching it. it you know. It, it's 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 entertaining if you're if you're sick and you're
1: home that's, and it's on. That's funny because that's when I watched this movie first the first time. Yeah, I they, was so sick in bed, and my dad got it at a at a uh, at a rental place. It's fine, but it, you know it's just it's not it's not for me. But th- that's it. That's it. It's a it's a six nine. It's a five from Jay. Um, don't hate it. Don't it's it's a movie that you know you you don't hate it. You don't
0: necessarily love it. I try to be fair with the uh, with with the uh, with the ratings, yeah, and I'm not trying to like make people not want to watch you know a piece of cinema because of my stupid fucking opinion. Yeah, doesn't matter.
1: Watch it. Tell us what you think. And yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's it. That's uh, our show for tonight.
0: Yeah, give us our ratings. So I, I mean, give us our socials.
1: Yeah, we got our couple socials. We're on Facebook at Flick Magnet, Twitter at Flick Magnet Pod, Instagram at Flick Magnet. And our email is flickmagnetpod at yahoo.com. We're just going to keep doing movies we suggest until someone gives us a movie. Yeah. So tell us. Tell us what you want to hear. You know, we're very, we're very accessible. The next movie is fun. I mean, I've only gotten one message on Facebook, and it's someone asking me, how can I get a magnet? I know. <laughs> and I responded. That, that was you that responded? I just responded okay. and said, yeah, we're a podcast. We don't have magnets. Maybe in the future. We can get them made. Yeah. I want a magnet. I want a magnet for my car. We'll
0: put it on the fridge right here. It's covered in beer labels, but we'll make an <coughs> exception.
1: And we could even like give a magnet out to people who suggest a movie we do.
0: Uh spoiler, I will spoil one movie we're going to be that's upcoming. We are going to be doing the new Christmas story movie. And it's going to be a three-way. I'm bringing somebody else in, my neighbor, and it should be a blast. We're going to have fucking fun that. Means one.
1: I'm going to have to watch both movies, just to kind of, so they would flow together.
0: Dude, how many times have you seen Christmas Story? Too too many to count. Exactly. That's my point. You don't need to watch it. You know it's ingrained in your
1: head. Yeah, but I'm going to watch it anyway.
0: I don't need to. I I literally, I can see the whole movie just by closing my eye. But yeah, look look forward to that. I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be fun. But stay tuned to see what we're doing next. Bob, if you want to do it next week, I'm down.
1: Uh, Next week, I'm on vacation.
0: So what's that mean? means I'm not going to be around. Okay. So, the usual time.
1: The usual time. I'm going to be... I'm, I don't know where we're going, but we're going away for the weekend.
0: But here's the movie, and thank you guys for checking us out. We appreciate it very much.
1: See you next time. All right, tomorrow night, you, me, party.
0: What up, Steve? B, call us if there's any trouble, okay? Call, don't cause any trouble. <laughs> I bet B has boys over at your place all the time.
1: That's what babysitters do.
0: Seriously, have you ever been awake after she's fallen asleep? I love her.
1: Is trying to kill me.
0: But the attackers in the house? <laughs>
1: They're downstairs having a
0: blast. Alrighty, babes, let's head upstairs and get the blood of the innocent. This would go viral. I mean, nobody's done human sacrifice. People have always done human sacrifice. Yeah, but like, not in America with hot people. Hey.
1: See, when you make a deal with the devil
0: why is he shirtless that's your first question.